0: Welcome to the Teenage Riot podcast presented by the Skyline Writing Center. I'm Jeff Austin, the Writing Center's director, and I'm spending time this week talking with the six finalists for the 2020 Skyline Writing Prize. We'll learn more about them, their inspiration, their writing process, and they'll find out where they finished in this year's competition. Each of our winners will receive a cash prize to celebrate their work and to support their future ambitions. All the work you hear throughout, This series will be available in this year's issue of Teen Spirit, Skyline's literary magazine. This year's issue will be digital only because of the COVID-19 pandemic, but you can see it at SkylineWritingCenter.org beginning on Monday, May 18th. It's over 100 pages of student stories, poems, art, photography, videos, playlists, and more. Today's guest, one of our 2020 Honorable Mention finalists, Skyline Junior Sophie Resnick. Today we're talking with Sophie Resnick, a Skyline junior. Uh, Sophie has an incredible commitment to social justice. You can read her piece on LGBTQ plus inclusion on our blog as just one example, and she's got a piece coming soon on educational equity that we're so excited to publish. When you read something Sophie writes, you can't help but be amazed by the strength of her voice and how easy she makes it all look, even though she's one of the hardest working students I've ever met in my teaching career. I'm excited that you'll get to know her a little better today through her piece first kiss. Uh, thanks for doing this, Sophie. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for me. Oh yeah, no problem. Uh, your piece is amazing. Uh, and I'm so excited that we're going to get to share it with people in just a second. But before we get into your piece, I, am just curious about, you know, how you approach things as a writer, um, what's your writing process look like, where do your ideas come from? How do you write? Because, the things you've been able to produce this year and the year that I've known you have just blown me away. They're so incredible. So I'm just curious about what your process looks like.
1: A lot of the time I write from a really emotional standpoint and I kind of just, I call it word vomit where I just put it all out on the paper. And from there I kind of figure out, okay, this is repetitive This isn't necessary. And then I just find the really big ideas because when you're emotional, you're passionate. And from there, you kind of see your ideas on the page and I make them poetry.
0: You sure do. Uh, I think what you're saying right now is just really good advice for uh, student writers, but certainly anybody who writes anything. Um, which is to sort of liberate yourself from the constraints, especially early on, and and just work through what you're feeling and work through what your emotions are. Uh, I I love that approach. Um, And I think it's actually a little bit of a courageous approach, um, given the fact that often our writing is so confined, especially in school, by rubrics and grades and stuff, um, which is really... Uh, you know, can limit what we're going to say. So it's cool that you've sort of been able to break free from that a little bit. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your piece and what sort of the inspirations were for for writing this?
1: Yeah, so last year I remember there was a lot of uh, gun threats at our school and I just remember being so frightened and I remember looking at kids' faces and... I don't think I can ever forget the fear that was on the students' faces and it came from a place of wanting to voice our fears in a way that would make sense to other people and I just think it's really awful that these are things that students are thinking of at school like I remember it was dead silent during passing time and kids were just looking at each other like do you have a gun do you have a gun and it was just Oh it was awful. I just don't think that should be a thing,
0: yeah, I, I think your piece really captures this this moment of fear and this moment of trauma really well. I know that um, some of these issues and all, all really all issues have been overshadowed by um, what we're dealing with with covid, but I'm you know at some point, um, school safety and uh, the massive issue this country has with firearms is going to have to get back on the agenda. And, um, I think your piece is a really good reminder of, um, what we all feel, um, when we, uh, experience these threats and this trauma at school. Right. Um, so, uh, just uh, your piece, um, your, your piece really gave me, um, gave me a lot of pause. Um, and like, I think it's like a lot of things that you write, you know, it really just forces you to confront some pretty stark realities. Um, and, uh, you, so it definitely did that. And, um, I think it was a really good example of how writing can, you know, prompt and promote change. Um, so I, I think it was awesome in that way. I really, I really liked it. Um, would you mind, uh, reading your piece for us? Sure.
1: Great. Okay. I don't want my first kiss to be with the pavement as my school makes headlines. Who knew when paying for a data plan, one should consider how fast a text will send, considering it may end up being your last? How many more close encounters does one school need to go through in order to understand that threats of lives lost are not the ones to overlook? The constant question of who's next is not one to ponder while in school. There should be no reason to dress teachers up with firearms and hide students behind the very violence that is taking their own lives. When being pushed into the shadows of a classroom now locked, because this is not a drill, I repeat this is not a drill. Students should not have to listen closely for the first pop of a gunshot. There are so many there are only so many bullets awaiting in the barrel, and nobody should be sitting in a classroom wondering if one day one is going to be for them. No more long lists with names of kids that you used to sit next to at lunch. No more thoughts and prayers for families being torn apart because one day their child was in the right place, but at the wrong time. No more empty promises of keeping children safe. No more disassociating with the news broadcasting students with their hands over their heads. We are the future, and we say enough is enough.
0: Wow. That's uh, that truly incredible. And hearing you read it uh, aloud is just you know, really, um, really makes it hit home. Um, I like with all of these pieces, I wish you could have, um, read that at our literati event this year, because, um, I think, you know, you, uh, again, would have just gotten people to really feel it in a way that I think is important when we try to make change and we try to, um, switch systems around and, uh, really alter people's thinking about things. So uh, amazing job. Thanks. Um, So I'm really excited to let you know that you've won one of our honorable mention prizes this year. Awesome. Um, So that comes with a certificate, but it also comes with um, some cash prizes for you. Um, Your cash prize is... uh, $25, uh, which we're excited to give you. Um, and we know that, um, that can, uh, go a long way in making sure that, um, you keep writing <laughs> we need you to keep writing because your voice is so important. So, uh, we love it. Uh, thanks for doing this. Thanks for being here today. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me
0: thank you for listening to the teenage riot podcast and for supporting all of these incredible writers the skyline writing center is proud to have given over two thousand dollars in celebration and support of our skyline writers and we look forward to continuing our tradition next year and beyond Remember to visit SkylineWritingCenter.org on Monday, May 18th to check out the digital edition of Teen Spirit, our literary magazine, featuring all of these writing prize winners and many of their classmates. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for more information. I'm Jeff Austin for the Skyline Writing Center.